You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two. 2023 retrospective taking a look at the Exorcist series. I'm Derek. Of course, with me is Mean Mark. Call me Ecumenical Ed today. <laughs> yeah. And today we're taking a look at uh, The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Oh. oh, not Electric Boogaloo? No. I guess we watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you watch Electric Boogaloo, you will, we're going to be having a very fun discussion. Um, Indeed, yeah. Yeah, this is what I. This is the movie I call um, when kooky religion meets kooky science. <laughs> uh, I I call this when preacher meets X Men. Yeah, this one's. You know what? It has a lot of interesting ideas. It has a lot of interesting concepts, but it's so boring. One of the things that I've noticed, the more we, movies we see, I, I keep seeing a, a repeating pattern. Every once in a while, we hit these movies where they have an idea for movie A. Yeah. But no one's sure that they're going to watch movie A unless maybe they attach a name to it. Let's take the name from movie B and call it a sequel and mash it together. We'll take the concept of yeah. movie B, mash it with this idea from movie A, and somehow trying to shoehorn it in to work. I don't, because there's like there's 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 the Catholic thing, and then there's the African locust thing, and I don't know how much these two are together, except by force. Well, and I'm not just, I'm not saying there's no Christianity in Africa. I'm just saying that the you have like a, a a gentleman in Africa almost possessing someone in in the states, and then there's a demon possessing someone else, and you know what I mean? Like it's so it's weird. It's but it doesn't yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess we should probably get into it. We have Reagan from the first movie is... Linda Blair. Yeah, Linda Blair, who... I don't know how old she was. I mean, she probably... 18. She was 18 during this movie? Yeah, I had to remind myself because I forgot she was 14 in the first one. This is four years later, so they're just kind of keeping along with Reagan's age. Now, they don't say her age, but I'm assuming that she is playing a young adult woman... In college, I guess, now? That was confusing. Was she in college or was she still in high school? Or and yeah, 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 I'm not sure. Because but, I don't I, know but very I mean, many you... college people who um get into a tap dance group. Well, I mean musical theater. She could have gone to one of these performing arts schools. She she's apparently a a, a, a talented artist, like a painter. Or she draws. So maybe she was in some sort of like what I don't even know what city they're in. They keep going back to Georgetown. They tell you that, but I have no idea. Are they in LA because of her mom's movie career? No, because the movie conspicuous by her accent absence. Yeah, they 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 mentioned that. Yeah, she was eighteen in this movie. Um But she was no no, the the mother was on was on location. Making a yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So making... Meaning the actress wouldn't sign on to do a sequel. Pretty so. much, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to keep screaming. My lungs hurt after the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they got a psychiatrist who looks almost exactly the same as her mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the same it's actress. I'm like, Nurse oh. Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Is it Nurse Ratchet? Yeah, Is Nurse it Magic. really? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, this woman has a type, eh? Yeah. She just spends her career playing medical professionals. <laughs> The, I didn't know that was the famed Nurse Ratchet. Oh my god! But the assistant is back from the first movie. Sharon. Sharon. And don't worry, they'll tell you it's Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she's back. The au pair, right? Yeah. She's continuing to be an au pair. So I, I don't know. 
I guess she's kind of stays on. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I don't know how old she's supposed to be. 17, maybe? She's still in high school? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I got to say, though, uh, you want to talk about, like, cherub-like innocent features on Linda Blair. I was going to say, like... My goodness. Such an innocent, innocent face. I, I was like, it is perfect casting for this type of movie. As a victim yes. of evil, she has the these, like I said, these very innocent-looking features. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, the I will say the movie starts off in an interesting way because the last time we had, and I can't remember his name, the main priest. Um, yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't remember his name either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know who I know what name he's not, and that's Father Marin, because that name, don't play that drinking game. If you play the Father Marin drinking game, oh, you're going to dance with the devil in this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy smokes. They say his name more than any character in this movie. Um, anyway, but the other the other guy, the younger, you know, Rocky, uh, our boxer priest there. Um, I'll call him Father Rocky. Uh, anyway, so he had an interesting approach because he approached it both religiously and scientifically, right? You had the two, like to, yeah, a two in one. He was a psychologist. He was the, he was a psychologist, but yet a psychologist, yeah, a priest. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was an interesting approach to the first one because you could, you had the science and the religion together. Now this one, Karis, father Karis. Thank you. Um, but this one I think was also interesting because it does, it's more of the classic dynamic of the spiritual, embodied in one person and then the scientific in another person so they have a difference of opinion on how to approach this this issue yes at least at first so that so the setup the start of it i think is pretty good because father Karras struggled within himself to figure out what side is it his burgeoning scientific mind or is it is it his waning faith that's going to win the day and in the end of exorcist one it is the faith that that pulls him through right he has to kind of decide that for himself but now you have two characters that are just opposed to each other they both have the same intention but just different ways of going about it yeah and i think that i think that is kind of a more classic setup but it is interesting for the to start this one because it's different than father Karras. so you have someone yeah. just more steeped in faith than science and then you have someone more sta- much more steeped in science than faith so i'm off to a good start i will say that it's a slow start. It's a slow start. Uh, yeah. And it's it doesn't pick up. The pace of this movie is extremely slow. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my notes pretty much begin right around the time that the machine is going. And that's a good 20 and, minutes in. And, you know, the, I remember the, the, the flashing light and I'm going yeah, deeper. Yeah, right. And <laughs> right. Deeper. She's, Derek, you're now hypnotized. She, <laughs> Remember that from the first one? They needed that guy. She, <laughs> they don't need a machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hypnotized. Hey, demon, you too. You know? <laughs> Lady with the sandwiches, you're hypnotized. Bring me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Ned Beatty's in this movie, too. What's that? This has got Richard Burton, who is the main character, the, the, the priest. Richard Burton. I know. Elizabeth. And Ma- Elizabeth Taylor's and Ma- Richard Burton. Yeah, yeah, Max von Sydow's back. Yeah, Max von Sydow's back. You also have James Earl Jones. James Earl freaking Jones, Eventually. man. Eventually. For a cup of coffee. Yeah. And Ned Beatty's in it, too. Dick Tracy himself. Wait, Ned Beatty? It was Edwards. Oh, I gotta look that one up again. Yeah, I mean, for younger listeners, I mean, these names might not mean a whole lot. I no. mean, James O. Jones, of course, the voice of Darth Vader, most infamously, as well as many other roles, yeah. like Conan and the yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, the exactly. Field of exactly. Dreams. And, yeah. Ned, Ned Beatty was Lex Luthor's sidekick in Superman. That might be one of his more memorable roles, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, Mr. Luthor. Well, he, was, <laughs> he was Dick Tracy. He was big in the 90s, early 90s. Uh, he was a heartthrob in the 90s. In the 90s? Wasn't he? I think he was more like in the 70s. He was a... Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think by the 90s we got... Or was I thinking Richard Gere? 
You're thinking Richard Gere yeah, for that, sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, this one has. Uh, oh, this was so weird. So Reagan is doing fine. She seems pretty well adjusted, yeah. But apparently, according to her, her psychiatrist, she's just repressed everything that's happened before. <laughs> she's a complete disaster just waiting to happen, according to the psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. along comes the priest to something happen. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Here, here comes. Yeah, she's apparently a fuse, and then here comes the match. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Father Lamont here, you know. <laughs> and, she, and, and the weird thing is, is that the psychiatrist is like um, Reagan has a drawing of his face surrounded by flames, and the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist comes up to him and goes, "Oh, hey, Reagan drew a picture of you. I'm a trained yeah. psychiatrist. I have, I, I see no warning signs in this picture. That's clearly violent." No, no, she becomes an art critic all of a sudden. <laughs> she's quite accomplished, you know. She's very good. I like her lines and tones. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the dude's face in on fire. <laughs> she probably just thought it was like a Led Zeppelin album cover or something. She good was Lord. doing. Like. <laughs> it's a new Skinner album. I don't know. <laughs> but this father's been charged by the cardinal for two. Is to investigate the death of uh, Father Marin from the previous movie, right? And so this is where the the, the timing's a little weird. Yeah, why wait four years? Yeah, yeah. And we okay, even even if uh, uh, Linda Blair is supposed to be playing a little bit younger, like hypothetically, let's just say she's fourteen in the first one because that's the age Linda Blair was. They don't. She's acting around that age, like of a young preteen or or new, you know, young teen kind of year. <laughs> yeah. She's right. So we'll put her in there. Okay. We know the only other timeline thing we're really given is Sharon says that she stayed away for two years after that event. Yes. And then, and then she came back. We don't know how long Sharon's big back, but let's us, we can assume that now because they've have a reestablished relationship and Sharon says she's only comforted when she's around Reagan. Yeah. it, It implies at least bare minimum six months. Right? Yeah, I was going to say three years, but yeah. To a year, or or maybe it is the two years that I'm thinking in that she's now 18. She's a young woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so what has the church been doing in those interceding three to four years? Like, we know Sharon fucked off. I guess the church did too. Like Praying on it, I guess? I, I guess, but... Yeah, the antenna's broke, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, but they, and they said they can't fulfill his testament until they have an investigation. Maybe, and maybe I'll give this movie slight credit that maybe they were just waiting for the cops to figure it out, and then that became a dead end. Like maybe just now it's a cold case, and so the church is picking it back I guess up. Maybe. That's, but they don't even say any of that. No. We had we had detective want to go see a movie in the last one. Because <laughs> that's really all he got done was just finding a buddy to go see a a, a, a movie, right? So. Detective foot tapper, yeah. <laughs> that's a reference to a new anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, no, but we, yeah. So detective de- detective want to see a picture, so. Uh, like that. See, if you want to keep tying it to the first one, you drop the detective's name and say that he gave up, or maybe he. You can even make it even sadder. He died trying. He literally worked this case to death, and 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 it killed him. Yeah. Like he he just could not wrap his head around it, and and he ended up I don't know, died of a broken heart or something like that, or he had a heart attack trying to figure this out. You know what I mean? You could you could yeah. kind of build more darkness by, and then so now okay, the church is going to step in and pick it up. But why? That's that's what I don't understand. He he died during an exorcism. If you believe in demons and you believe that demons can possess people and exorcisms are real, mm-hmm. he died that fighting should, a demon. That should close his testament. Yeah. <laughs> dot book book dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last chapter, unfortunately. Unless, right? so. unless you think that someone else came in from behind him with a gun. 
or stabbed <laughs> RKO in the back. out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, you know, just the Stone Cold Stunner and yeah. dies like. <laughs> So we get to this. <laughs> Wait, during the possession, broken glass. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my God! It's Austin. <laughs> Austin versus Marin. All right. So we get to the the, the sorry the the psychologist's home, which looks what? more like a uh, the the area where you try on dresses in, in a in a. In a in a department store with so many mirrors around it. It's not mirrors. It's, this is sheer glass. You can watch everyone having their therapy session all at once. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's actually not a bad idea. I'll be I'll be honest. I actually kind of like it, and the whole reason being it's for safety. Safety, okay, but to, because but but to view everyone's um psycho like psychiatry sessions. sessions? Wouldn't you want more attention paid? You know what I mean. Like if you were the mother or the father, wouldn't you want more? Like when I when my kid has a session, I want you focused extremely on him, not looking in six different directions. No, no, you're right, and that, but that's up to the psychiatrist to make sure. And and I think uh, our good doctor Tuscan, Tuscan um, is doing just that. When she's in the room with Reagan, she's not paying attention to anyone else, right? That's that's kind of the byproduct of working in that office, but. I got to say, though, if something jumps off, the security needs to see. Secure, that's a different thing. Because if, if you get a violent patient yeah. or, you know, someone trying to do something any, in any way untoward, that shit is going to be stomped down, right? Security can, can jump in and, and, helps, and help out. But if it's closed door sessions and you can't see what's going on, it can make for some you know, precarious situations. So I actually kind of like the setup, but yes, you're right. It is up to the doctor, I think, to really just, okay, me and you, kid, me and you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she has this machine uh, where... This, sorry, this, this is, is where for me it jumps off. It's Cerebro. That's This is where we get the, the, the kooky science. It's, it's flashing lights that, A, hypnotize you, which doesn't happen. Um, and B connects your brains because you're looking at the same speed of flashes and they pull you down into what are you even talking about i know it's it's cerebro man it's the like, <laughs> amplifies the mental capacity and powers and it's this is why i said it was the x-men because i just see charles xavier putting on the helmet and then looking out into the world for all the mutants you know what i mean but, like but the whole the whole problem is is right at the very beginning i remember her saying this she's like if, if you hear this buzzer you will immediately come out of this hypnotism yep and then she gets stuck inside the hypnotism to the point where the priest then has to go in after her and bring her out of it by the power of god Christ compels you to come out of your hypnotism. Couldn't you have just hit the button? Yeah, or just like unplug the machine? Yeah. Yeah. No more flashy light. Like okay. no more tone. And and not for nothing by the way. That's the only exorcism we get. That's it. That I was watching as we go to our our climax in the movie? Well, we get one. We get one at the beginning of the movie, where the the Spanish girl <laughs> lights. Well, a car- no, no she, sorry, I'm she, sorry. You're right. You're she, right. She, she lights a cardboard cut it of herself on fire. Yeah. Um, sorry, you're right. There is an exorcist. <laughs> there's so there's two at the beginning, there and then in the, in the office, and flashbacks of doc, of of Father Marin trying one yeah. as well. So early, I mean, we're but I mean we're I don't even think we're in the second act. Whereas no, our, this one is all about like the first movie. Well, ga- it builds up to the exorcism as the climax of the movie. Yes, this one gives you some exorcism up front, and that's about it. But it, but it's not about exorcism. It's about the fact that the exorcism in the first movie didn't really work. Yeah, because Pazuzu, who is the uh, demon in both this one and the last one. Mm-hmm. Which they keep saying the name Pazuzu throughout this movie. 
yeah. every time they say Pazuzu, it loses the scary. Because it's a ridiculous sounding name, Pazuzu. Yeah, yeah, you know but I mean? it's yeah, and it should be, especially in the Catholic circles, it should be spoken very lightly, right? Like a, the, you would think power power names and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Um, but no, but this this thing this machine, this one spreads spreads bad dreams like an STD. Yeah, but even though you're not supposed to remember Re- it when you wake up, Re- Re- Reagan and Doctor Tuscan connect mentally so now tuscan's having the bad dream reagan tags in father uh, father lamont he gets in the chair now he's got the bad dream you know what i mean like it just spread yeah. like an std like it was just from her to her to him like <laughs> and why is reagan the one that takes over yeah why is she running this you got you got liz right there you, you have you have an assistant right there yeah what about liz I'm coming back around to Liz, by the way. I think that she gets okay. Liz gets the raw deal in this one. I'm telling you, this is the first step. Reagan's okay. running the show. Why? She's the assistant. She should be running the show. Yeah. And and not for nothing, uh, maybe calling a paramedic when her her boss is in fibrillation. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the nine one one call, Liz? <laughs> You're dropping the ball. So apparently she sees she sees a thing that uh, she rewatches the the exorcism from the side view. And apparently, and I don't remember this, but I don't remember him dying because. Uh, no, no, we 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 don't see it. Yeah. Because we follow the other guy out of the room, we come back, and Max von Sydow is on the on the on the ground. He's right. dead. So Pazuzu basically reached out and demonically stopped his heart. Gave him a heart attack, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they had von Saito back to play his younger self, which, by the way, I've I've not seen a whole lot of early Max von Saito. I almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. I can see why he was a movie star back then. Yeah, sure. Anyway, but since they and and of course, and now it makes sense because I remember asking you in the first review, like, oh, is it just me or they age him up a bunch? And you said, yeah, they did. Well, now it's paying off because now they just bring him back to play his younger self without any makeup. He can just be him. And but but since they had him, they were able to then go back and shoot a scene, which I don't think was in the first one. The makeup's not exactly the same on the on the on the demon, but they're able to do that 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 shot, which was kind of a cool shot of Von Sydow and her and she's reaching out but then it overlaps with what's happening in yes. in in real time and it looks like Linda Blair's hand is on so you have real Linda Blair with her hand on her heart and then you have demon possessed Linda Blair with her hand <laughs> kind of overlapping on her, on her, on her quote heart quote unquote heart yes on her quote unquote heart yeah and she's going into fibrillation like for 77 that was oh, it was a very was, cool shot that was a cool shot like that that would have been really like and if kids, anything that would have been super hard to pull that off, I think. If anything, that's the coolest part of the movie. I agree. Which peaks the movie very uh, early. Yes. Had this, they should have saved that for the end somehow, and had that I sort don't think of. You can because that's the setup for the end, right? Well, instead of what we got with the shaky Bill and the Locust, I think because you well, would get like a. Well, yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. They're calling on the name of Father uh, Marin, like like he's you know, now an avenging angel of God anyway, that's going to come in and help him. So why not have him in that near translucent state and helping, helping out the team, you know, but anyway, anyway, that's not the movie we got. Um, Um, And, but we do, what we do get is Richard Burton uh, beating a fire with a wooden cane. Because yeah, once he sees, he sees the, picture, the drawing. Yeah, he sees the drawing of him made by Reagan and goes, oh, there's a fire somewhere. Why? Why did you make that leap? Yeah, I, I don't remember that class in Bible college. Yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't understand how he made that leap. Um, but, okay, so they find the, the fire that's in the basement in a box that is smoking when they get down there, and then when they pull it out, ignites. Yeah, it was smoldering now. It's on fire. Yeah. Yep. So they put it out. Um, 
But we do get the shot of Dr. Tuscan seeing uh, uh, Lamont with the flames. Like they set up the shot. I think they must have set up the shot and then drew the picture. They brought the artisan. See, see what's going on. There? We got to put that yeah. fire. So, but see what's going on. Just okay. Get that in your brain. Get that in your brain. Get that. In your brain. Okay, draw it. <laughs> yeah. And here's the other thing. Okay, cool. She foresaw the future, drew it, and then helped them save the day. Fine. Doesn't ever come back. No, that that's been the whole subject of other movies have played with that kind of paranormal yeah. activity. This idea that I can paint the future or something. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It's and it, what's it's so weird because it's almost like Pazuzu's helping. Well, and that's the thing is we find out in this movie that Pazuzu never left Reagan. He's just biding his time, kind of gone into retreat. Because eventually Reagan sits down at the machine with uh, with Father Lamont, and it's Pazuzu talking to him. And Pazuzu takes him on a guided tour of Africa to where these locusts are. Yep. And it shows that there's this young boy of this tribe in Africa who the swarm of locusts every day would come in to eat the crops. But the one boy had the magical powers to spin the orange in the sock or whatever and Ooh, make the news out. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. He was some create sort the of... vibrations that would send the locusts away. Yeah, and this boy would eventually go on to become James Earl Jones, and he is also possessed by Pazuzu. Or is he? Or is he? Well, eventually he is. I think. I don't think so. No, he was able to fight off Pazuzu. That and yes, by yeah. with a lion roar. Uh, yes. Because the lion is a symbol of Christ? Um, At least in the Chronicles of Narnia? Y- y- yes. <laughs> well, which, yeah, there is some... Gosh, it's going back. He's Ooh. the king of the jungle. He's the king of the Jews. Symmetry? Yeah, there, there, I, there I don't is, know. I, I think there's an Old Testament... There's something Old Testament about that, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway... I, I, but they don't bring it up. It, it's been many I mean. years, yeah. So, okay. So, the father decides he's going to go visit this guy, uh, Kokomo. Or Kokumo, sorry. Kokumo, yeah. <laughs> Way down in Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy. And because if he has the power to fight to fight Pazuzu there. Maybe he can learn it and bring it back to the States and then he can get it out of Reagan. Yep. Shrug question mark. Um, yep. So, well, yeah. like this, I was this trying is, very hard to follow along with this. Well, and it was very difficult to do so. It, it was that, and this is like, this is sort of the, our hero going to the wizened wizard for guidance on how to thwart the bad guy. Right. Yeah. It's sort of, Sort of it, right? Um, but it's just not done well. Because, I mean, and, and it takes a while to get to Africa, too. I mean, we have, we got, we go back to the church. We get, um, you know, we get, like, you're, you're off the case, McGillicuddy. You know what I mean? Like, we've got, we've got, like, a, one of the cardinals yeah. or bishops telling him he, the guy who put him on the case is telling him to get off the case yeah, turn, <laughs> turn in your ba- turn in your bible and your and your holy water you're off the case McGillicuddy, you know <laughs> turn in your bible and your crucifix i don't yeah. ever want to see you ne- no never mind the system um, is <laughs> this system's dirty man you know <laughs> the whole damn system's out of order no yeah exactly so we have a rogue priest now we have i mean okay well, and the weird thing but is when does it make a goes, difference? So also he has a secret rendezvous with Sharon. Sorry, that made it sound dirtier than it was. But he tells or she tells Reagan she's got to go to uh, Washington because of some affairs that her mother didn't clear up. Yeah. In four years. <laughs> yeah. The house is still there with their furniture. With their I guess. furniture. What are they just one piece a day or a week or a month? Like, yeah. Uh, like well, I get not bringing Reagan's bed. 
Oh, but you think you'd burn that thing to the ground, you though? Think. Like, yeah. I thought or they just. I yeah. thought they sold that house. I thought they did too. Did they not well, say at well, the end that they sold it? They, you know, they don't really say. They just pack their bags and go. Okay. And Young Reagan doesn't remember anything. But no, but here, yeah. So we still have all the furniture there. They are now in. They're they've moved in. They're they've been moving on up. Yeah. Like they've got this gorgeous apartment in what L.A. or wherever the hell. New they York are. City, actually. Is it New York City? It is okay. New York City. I don't. I I missed a Chiron, I guess. Um, With. <laughs> with a, a balcony on the, mm-hmm. or at least the rooftop that has holes in the guardrail. Yeah. This was built by Imperial engineers. I know this was the seventies, <laughs> but come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the lack of handrails on the death star was not meant to be inspirational people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, so but anyway, so so Sharon and Lamont go to the house because we've got to reuse this set, and <clears throat> so they go. Do we? And he's telling, telling Sharon on the way in, this isn't an official investigation. I'm like, what do you mean? Your boss told you to go. <clears throat> as far as the Catholic Church goes, you're not off book here. Like they need you to do this to close their books. So how yeah. is it not an? It's not a police investigation, okay? You have no no government law enforcement looking into it, okay? Well, doesn't he but, say that he's he's? I'm not investing. I'm not investigating you. No, no. He says she. They start talking spirituality as they're making their way up the room. Yeah. To the room, and. He says, have you tried a psychologist or a priest? And she's like, I'm, I'm talking to one now, aren't I? And he's like, I'm not here for you. And then just walks into the room. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Father. <laughs> You're servant of all mankind, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But this is where I got the rogue priest from. I'm, I'm talking about it then. And then later on, he's like, you're off the case, McGillicuddy. And now we got really rogue priest. Well, but I'll understand. come back around to that. I'll come back around to that because I think it's funny what he did. Okay. Um, where's the other one? Yeah. And I find it really odd that they keep mentioning Marin. It's all about Marin. Forget about the other guy who initially found this case and was working it to the point where he had to go get Marin as backup. Let's not worry about that guy. We're not even going to say his name, so I can't repeat it because I don't remember what it is. And they Karen. say Marin's name a billion times, but <laughs> yeah. didn't he have a partner? Shh, 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 shh. Like I believed in science. He's a he's a quack, you know. <laughs> like what? I like don't what? Know. what? It was what? Some boxer or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Rocky or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's weird. And there's also uh, so when he gets back from Georgetown, he has a, a sit down with a psychologist again. And she, <laughs> this is just before their, their, their session when they go in and then go under, really. Uh, their second one, sorry. Um, <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever need a woman, Father? Yes. Oh, hey, look who's here. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was so Linda. odd. Look, it's Reagan. Hey, Reagan, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Like, And that is never revisited again. There's no love story where he leaves the church because of the love of a good woman. Or anything to do with that. There's yeah. no history of like, oh, I was, you know, I was married once and I don't know, like, a demon killed my wife or something like, I don't know, like whatever. Like, Hey, father, would you like to fill me with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes, I would. But not right now. Anyway, so we're yeah, going to yeah. get going over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, father, would you like a coffee? Yes, I would. Hey, Reagan's here. You know? yeah. <laughs> Forget about the coffee. It's uh, it, it's so weird. It's but so <clears throat> so they go. They, he goes to the to the room. Does he discover anything? Um, I know he prays, but no. But he doesn't. He doesn't no, he, learn. He anything. doesn't get. I doesn't get any new information. Um. He gets back now. He and Reagan are in the, are hooked up to the machine. Tuscan is running the show this time. Yes. Um. And we find out that Marin got involved in the last movie because apparently 
he had a grudge from back when he was a younger man because he went to he was in Africa studying other I guess spiritualities you can call them sure because he Marin yeah Van Sido for a guy who's dead Von Sido has I mean I'm sorry Obi-Wan but you didn't come back as much as this guy came back you know yeah. <laughs> like Obi-Wan dies in the first one has a couple of cameos and that's it <laughs> Marin yeah. is like half of this movie is about Marin <laughs> But he went to Africa when he was a young man. He found this this kid who had a way with locusts, and they, he was he was a spiritual leader at a young age in this in in this certain tribe in Ethiopia. Yeah. And I guess he got possessed. He got overrun by locusts. He got possessed, and Marin actually helped him. Well, out of it, like they performed an exorcism. But so I think Marin's actually turns out Marin has a. This is a rematch that we get in the first movie that we didn't even know about. Yeah, so apparently, and I guess from what I understood from the movie, is Pazuzu was the one sending the locusts to this tribe. Yeah. The kid was stopping the locusts from attacking. Mm-hmm. The, so Pazuzu then possessed him and took him out yeah. so that the locusts could win. But because Father Marin was there, he performed an exorcism, got Pazuzu out, that kid grows up to be James Earl Jones, who is now a scientist, yeah, trying to solve the the locust problem. Yep. But because he previously was possessed by Pazuzu, he has that Pazuzu residue, like Reagan has in somewhere in his soul. Well, actually, I think he has. He almost built up an immunity to it for the way this movie okay. plays it. He's yeah, he actually is the one guy who wouldn't be afraid of Pazuzu because he beat him once. Right. With Marin's help, he beat him once. He could do it again if he had to. Right. But he doesn't. He never gets challenged to. Like I wanted to see, I wanted to see, like James Earl Jones come to America and participate. Well, I wanted I wanted him in the finale. You know what I mean? They the, kind of do because Reagan is now connected with the priest with Lamont. Yep. Because they were combined through the machine, therefore yep. now, like uh, whenever he he first goes to the tribe and they attack him because he says the word Pazuzu and that's an evil word, so they throw mm-hmm. rocks at him, and Reagan is dancing her tap dance on stage and she feels the the pain. Okay, I, I got to back up a bit. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I see what you're saying, and you're and you're not wrong, of course. Yeah. But, <laughs> first thing, I want to I call out uh, Lamont's cleverness, right? So, he gets back. He's like, uh, before he goes to Africa, he goes to his boss. He's like, I got to go to Africa. This 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 guy, Kokomo, Kokumo, sorry. Yeah. Not Kokomo. <laughs> This guy Kakumo may hold the key, and he, and they they brought up a couple of times they referenced Marin had actually foretold that people were going to rise up against like there'd be almost like the X Men right these chosen yeah. few you know that were going to rise up against this evil and he thinks you know he's going to go to Africa and recruit recruit one and he's going to go to Southeast Asia and recruit one and yeah. maybe go. You come to Canada, you stops a guy from logging and recruit him or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, uh, <clears throat> but then he's like, okay, you're off the case, McGillicuddy. And so he says, you have to go on retreat. You have to go pray. So what does he do? Does exactly what he boss, his boss says. He goes to a church. Oh, it happens to be in Ethiopia. Yeah. And it happens to be at the top of a cliff that you have to climb up really hard to what earn... The- fuck is that all about that is a trial that is completely just a trial like if you really want this climb it's 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 supposed to it's supposed but to they said that the like the at the top of this cliff where this church is quote unquote yeah um the holy place they could they call it mm-hmm. it's the only place that pazuzu can't reach you yeah, I, I think it's because it's a church. I think if had they taken Reagan to a church in the first one, it would have gone better, but gotcha. they didn't. Gotcha. Because okay. it wasn't conse- their house wasn't consecrated ground, right? And so, but this church in in Africa is a holy place, so that's why, yeah, that's why uh, uh, Marin took took them there. But yes, the, I think this it's supposed to it's supposed to represent the struggle, like 
being being a follower of, of God and they talk about this isn't easy. It's a struggle, and I think this represents like ascending and accepting that struggle because you take on a physical struggle and then begins your spiritual struggle. Sure. Okay. So I kind of I caught the symbolism there, and uh, okay, I get it. But but <laughs> what made me laugh? He he he's like, oh, the body of this guy that fell down in the flashback that you're looking for, it's over there because he would have bounced off this rock. First of all, it's been probably almost 30 years. I mean, okay, conservatively t- 10 to 20, right? Yeah, but because exactly. we're talking about young Marin versus like the aged up Marin, you're talking about the kid growing into James Earl Jones, so maybe 20 years, because Jones is about in his 30s, I think, or playing 30s. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Anyway. No one looked in between those two rocks. No one thought, okay, if they fell here, they would, you know, drop a rock, ping, ping, ping. Oh. Yeah, especially the people who watched them. The people who live there. Yeah. You think someone would be like, well, that's a weird thing between those two rocks. What do you, I don't know. It couldn't have happened. Can't be a dead body. But they didn't go looking for him until after enough time had passed for the sand to overcome him? 20 years for the body to decay? Okay. You wouldn't have seen the buzzards just pick. No, okay, okay. Anyway, All right. but 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 the way it's edited, he's uh, Lamont. Then he's like, "I'll show you. I'll show you with the bodies." And he starts his descent. We cut to New York. Tapity tap, 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 song tapity tap, and then back to him. It's like, wait, did we just get a musical interlude for his descent? Yeah. Because we we cut we cut back. He's at the bottom, but we, it's like, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all get, yeah. yeah. Let's wait for this guy to climb down. <laughs> but then yes, they get into what I saw the first time in Cheech and Chong, the Corsica Brothers, where they were playing okay. that same gag. They were playing brothers who were so connected that you punch one in the face and the other guy's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like they did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. Um. But no, they do they do that right, and but the, the, at first it was really good, I thought, because like okay, he gets hit right in the head, and so she puts her head back like she just got in the hit, hit in the head. Yes. So and then he gets hit like in the leg, and she gets hit in the leg. I mean, like it was very precise. Then all of a sudden she just kind of falls over, even though he's driving, so he hasn't fallen over anywhere. Yeah. He's driving. She just falls over and starts convulsing. I was like, wait, does that mean it's over, or? Yeah, well, puppy car ride like what's even more confusing is after that she comes back so there's a scene where she just walks back into the psychiatrist's office perfectly fine well they put her under the night before yeah they put her under the night before and she pulls it out and she walks back in she's smiling nothing like nothing yeah. happened hi she meets a girl who was mute waiting for her thing and this is where we find out, uh, Lamont finds out that Pazuzu attacks people who have psychic healing abilities. Cut back to Reagan with this young girl who is mute and has never spoken. Reagan telepathically fixes her. Yeah, she gets superpowers. What the hell is that? Yeah, and then she, she talks and the mother takes her home. And she's like, but the weird thing was is she, when she's talking to the girl, she's like, and the little girl says, uh, "Oh, so what's wrong with you?" Huh, I was possessed by a demon, but it's okay. He's gone now. <laughs> That's such a weird line, <laughs> and such a weird delivery it too. It's so weird, so yeah. flippant, and just, blah, blah, blah. okay, I have superpowers now, but it's okay. They're gone. Um. So. Okay, so then, yeah, then we... Oh, so, hang on. Father Lamont went all the way to Africa to find out that there's a struggle between good and evil inside Reagan. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, bonus info, they must fight it. And, yeah, they must fight it, yeah. I'm sorry, Father, do you not remember your teaching? This is Bible college, this is Seminary 101, dude. The whole reason you sign up to become a priest is because of the struggle between good and evil inside everybody, and you want to help. Did you forget that (laughs) when you were putting your collar on in the morning, buddy? Well, no, he's no longer a part of the church. 
Oh, I guess he oh that's true. Was, he never was excommunicated. He was just told to go home and pray. That's right, but he's which I guess priest. Which I guess is the religious version of go sit in the corner. I think it it is kind of the it, <laughs> it. I think it's the religious version of turning your Bible on your cross. You're on you're on paid suspension, McGillicuddy, <laughs> until you cool down. You know, <laughs> you ride the desk until you learn how to act. Yeah, until you become a part of this team. You know. <laughs> And then more walking. Oh, I forgot that about Liz. walking. I forgot about Liz. You mentioned okay. the mute. You mentioned the mute girl, and the mute girl starts talking, and that scene goes on way too long. But good, good for the girl. She starts talking. Yeah. And then, then so so Tuscan's like, oh, okay, well, let's go into the other room. We'll start your session. And the mom's like, no, 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 I gotta show my husband because he'll kill me if he finds out that she started talking and he doesn't get to hear her. Yeah. Which is cool. But then Tuscan's like, okay, Liz, you go with them. I'm like, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are we doing to poor Liz here? First you sideline her and you have Reagan take over. Now you're sending her home with this family. What is she supposed to do? Hang out? <laughs> In case something weird happens? Drive all the back. way back home? She gets back. Yep. She was still talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still no I, idea uh, why. I, uh... Got an extra cheeseburger on the way back. Want one? You know? Because <laughs> like, I had I nothing else King. to I do. I had it my way. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not for Harvey's. Isn't this a beautiful thing? Anyway. <laughs> so we have we have another go, walking go scene. <laughs> I have a walking. We have another walking scene. Yay. And then in my notes, I'm like, hey, Liz, she's back. She made it back from the house. Well, thank God. We, we, we got Liz back, people. You know? <laughs> And then she goes away. Like, <laughs> oh my god. And okay, Can, should we go to the end now? Yes, I think we should. Because this is where it gets so confusing. First of all, they never call on the power of God to help out at all. No. In this, they're back in the same room. More weird shits happening. Now the walls are coming apart. There's locusts coming everywhere. That obviously was going to happen because, well, it's been a locust-themed movie the entire time. Yeah. This is essentially um, Exorcist Dominion. <laughs> All about dem locusts. Come for the demons, stay for the locusts. Yep. I, I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then... This is, I, I got to say, in all the years I spent in school, all my training, I never, all the all the time you and I spent watching movies. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> the, the, we, so Reagan and Lamont go to the room. First of all, they go into the house. Lamont goes up and then gets attacked by Locust. Reagan is, is screaming. But then, I don't know if this was the direction or just Linda Blair has a bad read on on what the scene is supposed to be. She eventually passes him in the stairwell. He's in the corner and he just points at the door. Right. She had just been screaming because of all the locusts that were filling the house. Yeah. But as she walks towards the door now, she has a shit-eating grin on her face. So to your point about earlier how she's smiling about something that's inappropriate, she does it again. Well, I had to look it up, and it says here, it says, on route, Pazuzu attempts uh, attempts Lamont by offering unlimited power, appearing as a succubus or a doppelganger of Reagan. Yes. Uh, the taxi crashes into the Georgetown house, killing the driver, but the passengers survive and enter the house where Sharon sets herself on fire. Yes. Uh, although Ad- Lamont admittedly, initially... Oh, sorry, go ahead. He succumbs to the succubus. He is brought back by Reagan and attacks her doppelganger while swarms of locusts deluges the house, which begins to crumble around them. Um, uh, Lamont manages to kill the doppelganger by beating open its chest and pulling out its heart. Okay, yes, that does say what happened. That's what I mean. But does not answer the why. No, I I don't think there is an answer to that, dude. <laughs> Here's The only things that did make sense were Sharon getting on, caught on fire. As soon as she called Reagan a bitch, I'm like, oh, fuck, she's part of this somehow. Yeah. Um, then 
and but in keeping with the theme of caregivers being overrun essentially because we have kakumo we have the spanish lady who is like why me why me i i i heal people and then she's and she gets caught on fire so now sharon is that coming back right sharon is the caregiver of reagan and she ends up setting herself on fire just like that spanish lady did yeah at the beginning so they actually do call something back (laughs) after that though because the whole first movie was about Reagan getting possessed. So the demon was using the body and the body was doing all kinds of weird stuff. We talked about that. But in this one, where's the body coming from? Is, Pazuzu, is Pazuzu now Pazuzu so powerful? Is it, yeah. Yeah. And they just gloss right over that. That, that yeah. Pazuzu doesn't even need to, to possess anyone anymore. It can now just appear as like... You know, night nighttime Reagan or whatever you want to call it, like the succubus. So yeah, it's dark Raven. The, yeah, yeah, or the temptress. Reagan. Yeah, it's the temptress, right? Like yes. Yeah. And of course, for a for a priest, that would be you know temptation of the flesh. That would be it. Not like the you know the former alcoholic being tempted with booze. This is a priest, a celibate priest being tempted with flesh. Yeah. And yes, he succumbs for a bit. Starts kind of just throwing, pushing Linda Blair up against the dresser and then gets on the bed and starts wailing on the succubus like, <laughs> like it's UFC, you know what I mean? He's trying to just score point, 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 point. <laughs> he might knock me out, but I'll win on points if I can make it through the round, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I, just I didn't that. get that because I, because this whole thing has been about possession, possession, possession. You get the, you get the machine that's letting... Pazuzu do the things and and be around and inside and taking over other people then all of a sudden oh no Pazuzu's got his own bod yeah you know what I mean like it, it would have been better if Sharon was like I thought that that's where they're going for is Sharon was going to get taken over yes or, or that was going to be completed and Sharon was going to be now the body they have to exercise Pazuzu out of and you'd have Reagan and, and Lamont and maybe Kakumo tagging in from, or a run in from Kagumo, you know, to help out. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that was another thing too, is early on in the movie, they sort of, they sort of asked the question that vision asks in civil war. And they say, does the, the existence of great good invite the threat of evil? Like to basically, because we stand for such good, does that then create, does evil then, is evil then required to stand up against us and test us? Yeah, yeah. Is evil drawn right. to good to, to thwart it so there's exactly. not as much good in the world? Like yeah. Vision says, you know, our very might invites challenge. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Does, yeah. you know, but look, never talked about it again. They, they, they touch on it, and Batman Begins even handles it very better at the end when he presents the Joker card. They talk about escalation. Yeah. Right? The, the First there was cops and there was bad guys with guns. Now there's a caped crusader, so what other costume freak's going to come out of the woodwork to challenge exactly. that one, right? Then, and exactly. here comes the Joker in the next movie. But you're right. Vision had it right. Yeah, just our, our very might invokes challenge. And... and I just, I don't get it. Uh, this yeah it's it it i don't i get that they just didn't they didn't want to do the same thing over again but i think you kind of had a one and done with the exorcist unless you're doing it where where the exorcism okay maybe the exorcism didn't work the first time how do we up our game like within the church i guess to to deal with it and i don't know if it was actually dealt with because in the first one the spirit moved to a different body who then killed himself that's what we were given to understand yeah and what yeah so why why does it get to go back into reagan all of a sudden you know what i mean yeah. and, and if and if that's the case then father rocky there his sacrifice was for nothing yeah you know Marin died for nothing yeah which, you're, yeah, you just made your first movie useless. Yeah. 
and and for the first movie, which was like Academy Award nominated, and it was such a big, huge hit, became an icon and a legendary sort of. Um, it became sort of this tentpole of like we talked about it on the last one. It's just sort of one of the the markers of of the horror genre. As, a game changer, almost. yeah, a game changer. This one, I mean, with horror movies, you can either it's usually a, a sequel is similar but lesser, mm-hmm. or you change it dramatically and it sucks. Right? Think of Blair Witch 2. Yeah. Nothing like the original. Far worse. Yeah. Whereas you take a look at like Paranormal Activity 2, it's kind of the same, adds a little bit more to the lore, and ultimately it's okay. Yeah. I don't know of too many horror movies that are... the sequels are better. I, I we haven't I don't think we've watched a series yet that Ouija that really... Origins is a lot better than Ouija. Okay, but that's it's only because it's a completely different movie. Horror movies are very hard because in the first movie, usually good wins and the villain is vanquished. Yeah, how do you have a sequel to that? You know what I mean? Like you said, if you if you if you take the demon out of Reagan and then kill yourself, and that solves the problem at the end of the first movie, how then do you have a sequel? With the same demon and the same Reagan, like how are you? That's the other thing. That, that's the problem. Reagan should not have been back. The demon should not have been back. Maybe the demon comes back because he can take another form. Or maybe yeah, he yeah. jumped to someone else on the on, on the side of the road just as the father took his last breath at the end, at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, you know what I would have done? Well, first of all, you have that priest that's given him his last rites. Yeah. Maybe not him, but like the first paramedic on scene. Yeah. Maybe that's your guy. Or maybe maybe a, a passerby or something that is nearby but doesn't go to the doesn't go to the priest. Yeah, like a homeless guy in the corner or something like that. All of a sudden, it gets some or something, you know. Yeah. But then you turn him into that, uh, what's that Uh, Denzel Washington movie? Angel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. With a guy with a demon is jumping from person to person? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, if if you bring Reagan back now, she's got to be on the side of the angels. Maybe she's become a nun or something like that and and is... I don't and think hel- you need to do that. To the- what you could do is have the demon come after Reagan for revenge. Yes. So yeah. maybe you have someone, the, the you have the demon possessing somebody who's trying to get to Reagan. Well, this is why Sharon would have made a, actually a pretty good foil. Like maybe, maybe the movie opens with them being reunited and then, uh-oh, Turns out, you know, the demon's been in Sharon all along, and now, yeah, because you know, yeah, she could be fucking sure. with Reagan this whole time trying to get back at her. And okay, now we're now we're onto something. And then yeah, you can get heck, uh, you know, you get then you can get Lamont in here or whoever else to help fight. But yeah, yeah, this was just a mess. I think the this it, like it wasn't even it was nowhere near as scary like yeah like the locust thing is kind of gross but i mean you know yeah it was gross but you I take you take biology scary. class you you see a bunch of this stuff it's just it happens but yeah there was nothing like scary no like the you know at the end pazuzu takes a form of what a a more done up linda blair Oh no! How scary! She looks even better now, and you know she's got a glow up. Yeah, you know what I mean, seductive. Like, with yeah, the that, that's like, yeah, that's not scary. You know what I mean? No. No. Um, <laughs> See, Bride of Frankenstein. It's just Scarlett Johansson, like no makeup, just Scarlett. You know what I mean? Like, oh no! <laughs> oh, get oh, the no, torches and no. pitchforks, eh? <laughs> oh, this is so gonna hurt me. Um, yeah. I have a couple of reviews here I wanted to read. Uh, BBC film Mark. Kermode 
stated, Exorcist 2 is, de- is demonstrably the worst film ever made. It took the greatest film ever made and trashed it in a way uh, that was on one level farcically stupid and on the other level absolutely unforgivable. Everyone involved in this, apart from Linda Blair, should be ashamed for all eternity. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't say everyone involved. <laughs> I mean, you got a young James Earl Jones just wanting to get some work. <laughs> uh, and I have this here. When a list was compiled for the 50 worst movies ever made, Exorcist 2 The Heretic came in at number two. Whoa. The well, only what, movie that beat it? Exorcist 3? Nope. Edward's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, see, I would rather watch that. I would rather watch Plan Nine from Outer Space, but I think, but I think that's only because it's now. It's just thing. farcically good. Like it's, it's yeah. You watch that movie ironically, but which, yeah, to laugh at it, yeah. Yeah, but which movie would you prefer to hate watching seriously? Uh, see, I, 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 I still think this is worse. <laughs> but no, but that BBC writer, I, I think, had it on point because it did take a really good movie and and yeah. and, and bring it. Plan Nine would just went out there and was, but that okay, whatever. This one actually kind of reached out from the grave and just grabbed a hold of Exorcist One Ankle and dragged it down dragged to hell with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm this afraid to watch. Makes three. it the worst sequel ever made. So I I can't argue with that. It's just it sinks so low. Yeah, and, it really and, does. And, and really just trods all over the source material, like the first one. I mean, not the book, but I'm just saying, like, where it comes from is the movie, the first movie. And then, yeah, it just takes it down with it. It's just, ugh. And that's what interests me going forward. Because halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, my God, we've got, like, three more of these after this. I'm like, <laughs> but wait a minute. They're all made in different times. Like, the next movie isn't made until 1990. Oh, gosh. So, there's thir- 13 years. There's 13 years. It'll be more updated. Maybe it'll go a different direction. Time to reflect. I Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, but it's Exorcist 3, so it's a sequel. I, I haven't seen it yet. I accidentally started playing that one. Okay. Yeah. And I think... I think someone realized that Father Rocky got done dirty in Exorcist 2. Because okay. part of the opening is, I guess, our new priest du jour looking at a picture of him and Rocky like they're old chums. <laughs> like they're, you know what I mean? Retroactively, they were old buddies. And okay. he's like, ah, you son of a bitch. You died a hero. You, you, know, what, you know what I mean? Like kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. And then I, and then, and then the title came up, and I was like, "Ooh, shit!" Right? Hang on, gotta switch over. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you're not going to recommend this one, of course. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> no. I got. I cast this one out from my collection as soon as I could. You know. <laughs> I said a little prayer along the way just to make sure, like it's <laughs> Set gone. It on fire, so it wouldn't come back. Yeah, and then beat the fire out with a wooden cane. Cane, yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I, I don't recommend it either. It's. I can't. It, it's. It's. It has some great ideas, like I said, but it's unbelievably boring. I don't even think the ideas are that great. I, I think some of the ideas are great. I I like the idea of you know does great good invite great evil. I like mm. the idea of being connected via the mind and being able to you know telepathically communicate there. Um, the idea that she can draw the future, that kind of thing. I, I guess when I got into the series, I thought we were going to get more of like, okay, maybe some of that stuff happening, but it'd be like holy or unholy talismans that were like, oh, you have the the dagger of whatever or the cross of Coronado or something like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like it's a bunch of stuff that Indiana Jones is looking for, but now it's it's using to help the good guys or something else helping the bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't think we were going to get X-Men and the Cerebro and, you know, Dr. Gene Tuscan's school for gifted children in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> well, 
Well, there you go, Mark. There you go for me, Mark. The Exorcist series uh, breaks from the expectation. Yeah, it's one way of putting it. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I was excited when I saw James Earl Jones' name. I'm like, all right, what are we getting here? And I was like, oh, he appears as a shaman of some sort, only to for then the guy to just wake up on the floor of a science lab. Yeah. We didn't even talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. I know. See, that's what I mean. Everything that's, that, that's what makes it so hard to talk about because it's, it's just like fucking what they say that the experiences of the past help prepare you for the trials of the present not this time no. <laughs> i got nothing for you man <laughs> no no not at all if you had a hand in creating this movie and can under uh, uh, can explain this to us please reach out to us at canadianmoviecrowgmail.com <laughs> please come on our show I gotta know <laughs> <laughs> well until we get that I think we'll put this one to bed uh, next up uh, we have uh, Exorcist 3 that's all it is okay. I I've, I've seen even less than you now so no, fair enough, fair no enough. idea what's coming next yep We'll see where this train uh, this train ride takes us. Mark, thanks very much for coming out. Oh, I usually say always a pleasure, but dang it, man, you're making it hard. <laughs> I'm Derek Guys, and we'll see you next time as we continue the 2023 Retrospective.